Welcome to the Real DeFi Podcast, the only crypto podcast that is totally focused on DeFi, bringing you the latest DeFi news, trends, and tips in a 10-minute or less easy-to-listen-to format. And now for your host, Crypto Dan. Episode 19, Decentralized Launchpads Part 2, Pokestarter, Duckstarter, Paid Ignition, and more. Welcome to our second episode of the Decentralized Launchpad series. In episode 17, we discussed TrustSwap, which is one of the biggest launchpads and the first pioneers of IDO's initial DEX offerings. Today we'll discuss in detail three more launchpads which cater to smaller projects with smaller initial offerings but still offer a lot of interesting value and research that they do on those projects. But before we start, I remind you to join our Telegram group at t.me slash podcast where you can ask any questions about this podcast or any other DeFi topic as well as follow the conversation. Please also support us by clicking the Superworld affiliate link in the show notes, by subscribing to this podcast, and by rating us. Our listener question this week is by Redbeard. Redbeard asks, Dan, a great day for Jewel and Jewel B. Those are the Jewel Swap and Just Liquidity tokens. Thanks for bringing them to our attention. When staking on JewelSwap, how often would you recommend claiming rewards? And is there a reason to stake JewelB by itself, which offers no yield? So this might be a specific question, but it can also be generalized. When deciding how often to farm, you must consider gas prices. So on Binance Smart Chain, like on Jewel, transactions are very cheap. So feel free to farm as often as you like especially when you want to do something with the rewards or when you feel that the reward token is in a downtrend. On Ethereum, of course, things are more complicated with the high transaction costs that we currently face. So I usually farm every week or two. Thank you, Redbeard, for your question. And with all that in mind, let's hit it. So to reiterate episode 17 a little bit. We discussed that initial coin offerings started around 1917 and 18 with a lot of rug pools and worthless projects. This was followed by expensive initial exchange offerings led by Binance, which took very high fees from the offered tokens. Now the hottest trend is initial DEX offerings or IDOs which leverage smart contract and DeFi to offer a more fair, cost-effective, and transparent launch. In episode 17, we discussed TrustWap, one of the biggest pioneers of this trend and technology. However, TrustSwap focuses on pretty large projects with a pretty slow IDO. Their processes include long verification times, working over emails, and high entrance costs for swap stakers. Trust swap IDOs 
almost always involve also a long locking period of some of the purchase tokens to ensure a smoother launch and less dumping of the token. The success of TrustSwap and others has sprung up a huge number of competitors. Each one of them tries to offer new innovations, make the process more fair and faster, and usually also more lightweight. Some of the more notable launchpads include Polkastarter, Darkstarter, Paydignition, Zendit, Pools, BSC Pad, and more. I will cover a few of those in details in this episode, and you can also find a link to all of them in the show notes. So let's start with Polkastarter. One of the most famous new launchpads is Polkastarter which takes its name after the Polkadot network and also intends to support it in the future, although right now most of the work is on Ethereum blockchain. Polkastarter, which has its own ticket, P-O-L-S, had some very successful IDOs, such as Polka Markets, Super Farm, Public Mints, and others. Polkastarter has two kinds of pools, One is a general pool that everyone can use. The other is a pool for holders of the Pulse token or for liquidity providers. Success of Launchpad is usually measured by the multiplier between the purchase price and the price shortly after the start of trading. And Pokestarter had great success in its IDOs when measured this way. The barriers to participate in Polkastarter IDOs are pretty low. As I said, you can just come in, whitelist yourself without holding any Pulse token and participate. However, your chances of winning an allocation are pretty slim. If you want to increase them and participate in the Pulse holder pools, you need to hold at least 1,000 Pulse token, currently worth about $7,500, or provide Pulse liquidity with a value of at least 1 ETH and the equivalent of 1 ETH in Pulse token. In any event, the IDOs are lottery-based and your chance of winning any specific IDO are not very high. Polkastarter is currently ranked number 172 on CoinGecko with a market cap of $275 million dollars and has recently also announced support for IDOs on Binance Smart Chain. The second launchpad we'll discuss is Duck Starter, which is by far my favorite. Of course, no financial advice. One of the issues I see with the launchpads is the complexity of having to follow the rules and the lack of transparency. It's hard to know if you want a location for a certain pool, and many times you need to send tokens to an address you receive by email. Duckstarter, in my opinion, is a well-thought-of platform with great UI and smart contract support for every operation. Duckstarter has two kinds of launch. One is lottery, and the other is first-come, first-served. You must hold and stake DAC tokens on their platform in order to participate, and there are four different levels. The entry level is bronze, which requires 2,000 DACs. 
currently worth about $4,000. Higher levels include silver, gold, and platinum. Each additional level provides you a higher allocation and better chances of winning the lottery. Duckstarter has two tokens, DICK and DDIM, and is currently worth around 150 million market cap. A couple more notable launchpads include Paid Ignition, which has a simple mechanism. You simply need to hold 1,000 paid tokens in your wallet to get one lottery ticket. So for every 1,000 paid tokens, you get one ticket. Another interesting one is BSC Pad, which recently launched and solely on Binance Smart Chain. BSC Pad requires you to hold 1,000 BSC Pad tokens, currently worth around $4,000 in order to participate, but offers guaranteed allocation for that. So let's summarize and wrap this up. There are many new launchpads popping up. Participating in winning allocation can be lucrative. Many times the allocation is traded just a few hours after the launch with multiples of two to 10 times and sometimes even more. Of course, there are risks and the actual trading could be for less than the initial allocation especially when there are lock-in periods involved. However, all of these launch pads offer the great service of doing extensive research on their new projects, and therefore many times you see such high multiplications. You also see that high-value projects many times are launched on multiple launch pads in parallel. As I noted, there is a cost of participation, which usually starts at around $4,000. Also, you need to do a KYC process, which is unfortunately limited to some residents, especially notably of the US. In addition, for every launch, you will need to whitelist yourself, which usually includes some uh, tweeting, joining Telegram groups, and following the launched project on Twitter. Following the whitelist, you will need to check if you want an allocation, if it's a lottery format, or if your whitelist was improved or approved in a first come, first served format. So all in all, there is quite a lot of work involved, but for people who want to do it, this can be quite lucrative. Again, no financial advice. Thank you for listening. I hope that you received a lot of value from this episode. I did a lot of research on these projects and use many of them myself. I'm sure this topic brings a lot of questions and I'll be happy to answer them on the Telegram group t.me slash DeFi podcast. Please also remember to subscribe and rate us on Apple Podcasts or wherever else you listen. As always, please remember there are significant risks involved with DeFi and crypto, and obviously nothing said on this podcast is a financial advice. Thank you for listening to The Real DeFi Podcast. 
Please subscribe and visit our show notes for more information. Please note that nothing said on this podcast constitutes a financial advice. Please consult your financial advisor before making any trades. All content provided on this podcast is for your general information only. We make no warranties of any kind in relation to our content and services, including but not limited to accuracy, security, and updateness. No part of the content and services we provide constitutes financial advice, legal advice, or any other form of advice meant for your specific reliance for, for any purpose, nor for any dealings in securities for which license is required. Any use or reliance on our content and services is solely at your own risk and discretion. You should conduct your own research, review, analysis, and verification of our content and services before relying on or using them. Trading is a highly risky activity that can lead to major losses. Please, therefore, consult your financial advisor before making any decision. No content on our site is meant to be a solicitation or offer.